Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, a record number of visitors came to Orlando last year. We know more about the upcoming space-themed restaurant coming to Epcot. Uh, we also know about uh, the closing of a long-time Disney Springs restaurant. Uh, Disney released their second quarter earnings uh, last week. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the five most overrated experiences at Walt Disney World. All those coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 1033 for the week of May 14th, 2019. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com and by disboards.com. Join the more than 1.5 million Disney fans who plan every aspect of their Disney vacations on disboards.com. You'll find advice for everything from theme parks, resorts, restaurants, Disney Vacation Club, Universal, and so much more. Head over to disboards.com and join in the conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friend, Steve Porter. Hello. Corey Fiescanaro. Hey, guys. Kathy Whirling. Hi, everybody. Corey Martin. Just happy to be here. And back in the production nook, our associate producer, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. And our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hi. Welcome, folks. Hope your week is off to a good start. A couple things in housekeeping. Uh, Just want to remind everybody to sign up for the Diz Daily Email Blast. Um, We redid that recently, and people seem to really be enjoying it. Um, And to entice you, uh, we are giving away each month at random um, to anyone who's subscribed uh, a three-month subscription to Magic Candle Company. They'll send out their a box with uh, what's in the box, Steve? Room spray, a uh, candle, a wax melt, wax melt, and, and an air freshener. Yep, yeah, yeah. and an air freshener, and you get that for three months. Um, and also this month, our our fragrance of the month is Pirate Life, which I didn't try the old one, um, but this new one is amazing. I just ordered mine. I love it. Yeah, I love it. So. Um, so, yeah, uh, you'll find links uh, in the show notes page, disunplugged.com. If you're watching us on YouTube, right down below, you'll find uh, links to everything we talk about in the show in the description. So please uh, go ahead and check that out. I also want to send a shout out. Um, oh, goodness. I know his first name. Uh, uh, Heis Van Winkelhoff um, is... Uh, He's a he's a, a, a viewer of the show. Uh, he contacted me about um, a month or so ago and asked if he could have permission to use our Happily Ever After Fireworks video for something that he was going to do. Uh, he has this great YouTube channel. He is actually uh, a musician that does a lot of work out in Disneyland Paris. He's a, a piano player in the Disneyland Hotel, but he's a very, very accomplished Musician, his his YouTube channel is just loaded with all this great stuff, um, and he's a huge Disney fan. 
And he does this all by ear. He's not using sheet music. So what he wanted to do was actually recreate the entire soundtrack from, from Happily Ever After um, on the piano using our video uh, uh, as a backdrop. It was incredible. I was blown away. When I saw the time on it, like this is a long video, but I watched it all I watched the way the whole through thing. without <laughs> even thinking about it and actually got emotional. Um, it, he does something completely different uh, with this. Uh, and the way he goes from one song to another to another. Um, and again, it's all by ear. He doesn't use sheet music. That That's the killer for me. I yeah. also the timing everything up to with the fireworks while you're playing like i could imagine maybe like for a second if you're doing it by ear that you maybe get a, a little bit off ri- off the rhythm of the show but he stays perfectly in line all in one take and yeah. he's got so many great videos uh, of him doing uh, his interpretation on disney songs on the piano um he's also a magnificent singer um uh, one of his videos that I saw in there was him singing one of the songs from Coco. Oh. oh my God, the guy's got amazing voice. So really, really, really cool. You need to check it out. Um, and 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 props to Craig. I believe Craig, that's your video that you shot. Oh, it is. I, I believe I said last week. I am the best you will find at shooting fireworks. <laughs> you know what? He's probably not lying there. You're right. He's probably not it's lying. It's true. He stands I, I, next I to don't, me. No, I don't like to. I don't like to scratch my own back. I have made it like my life's goal to be the best at one thing, because I think everyone should That's have what you that chose. right. And I chose shooting fireworks for some reason. It's I, I've worked hard. I finally mastered it at Hollywood Studios. Uh, check out our even if it's not fireworks. Check out our great shot of the wonderful world of animation projection show. Uh, it's you can see all three scopes on that thanks to Pete buying me a wide angle lens that it all gets into frame but uh, we have arguably the best version of Happily Ever After that you can see it's out it's there. stunning and and it really made me proud to see that video done with this um, so please please go check it out we will have links uh, everywhere I know it's on uh, I know it's on the Diz homepage I believe um it was in our mailer yesterday. If you were signed up for our mailer, you saw it. Um, but please go check it out. Uh, it, it was... I, I was blown away. Absolutely blown away. The other thing I was blown away by... Um, my first Moonlight Magic event as a DBC member last night over in Epcot. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was something else. And that fireworks show, like when it first started, and we were really close to it, too. It wasn't just like uh, the where the Illuminations fireworks took off. Oh, no, no, no. It was like they were firing firing them at us. Yeah, they were so close. But uh, I shared it on on our Instagram story, and you can hear me audibly, like, in awe at how... It was like they were filling the night sky up with stars with fireworks. It was so cool. Imagine Epcot with less than 10,000 people and everything's open. Yep. That's the experience. And it was amazing. It was amazing. We're really looking forward to going back and doing it again next week. So, um, can I butt in for one second? 
Sure. I apologize. Uh, if you are watching weather.com right now, which I know some people are in chat because they've already brought it up, uh, and you can see it getting significantly darker and darker yeah. behind it's Pete. Not it's nighttime. not nighttime. <laughs> um, we, uh, even my wife just texted me from Universal right now, and she's like, are you okay? Because... It is like hurricane conditions outside. Yeah, I, right I, now there's not hail, um, is there? Because I'm concerned about my car, oh. not about the show. Oh, come I'm on, concerned about my car. Uh, yeah, I, I, and look, I, I'll have to. Uh, yeah, because it does. It looks like I'm recording this at night. Mm-hmm. Um, just to remind everybody, we are doing this live. Uh, we are in my home, um, and we got a lot of equipment here. So obviously, standard rule of thumb: if you've watched for any length of time, I hear a ground strike, all this goes off. Um, so you'll forgive us if the show is cut short. As a result of that, so we've been keeping an eye on it. Right now, let's go to my rapid 50, fire. 50. Then let's we're go to my rapid fire. Cautiously optimistic. Mine's the so, most important. Um, so, um, <laughs> all right. So, anything else in housekeeping? I do want to mention one more thing too. Uh, we've been playing around more and more on our YouTube channels, on the Diz Unplug channel. Uh, I think we're looking at uh, we're looking at switching best and worst now permanently to Sundays. So I know it's a weekend. Y'all have other stuff to do, but um, it's... Are you getting ready to cancel it? Because that's nope. usually what happens before a network cancels a show. Is no. they, move it to they were like, moved no, to actually, Friday, and then we were put on Sunday. I, I've been honest on Disboards when talking about people. You know, we've had struggles sometimes coming up with topics, but I feel like we actually have a strong grasp on what we're doing with it right now, and we have a lot of good ideas. We have a lot of good episodes banked, but uh, right now it's competing with the dining show on Fridays, and I know y'all only have so much time to pay attention to what we're doing and so hopefully we can space it out a little bit so that way we don't have to make you pick and choose you can have both just by having a couple extra days buffer time on there and then also i want to direct you over to youtube.com slash wdw info uh rhino has kind of been the spearhead of it but it's going to get a lot bigger uh with a lot of the videos we're doing um we're kind of going into like a quasi vlog format where you know we might go and film stuff as an overview but then want to talk about it later on a more personal level and so it's like a half and half again rhino has been the one who's really taken the reins with it right now he's done an excellent one our disneyland essential video incredible he launched um i did the the vegan one the, the vegan, vegan one and that is for a restaurant that's currently closed and that's why you we haven't really pushed it anywhere <laughs> uh and then he it has one that's coming up now with world of disney a merchandise update that awesome i've already watched it so please if you've forgotten about that channel now's the time to get back in we have awesome content about to go up all right and uh i hear something it's a torrential <laughs> the rain has hit <laughs> torrential downpour happening at the moment so let's go ahead and get on with the news first news story up this week um record number of people people people's people's he, oh my lord, what is happening? Peoples. A record Come number on, John. of people <laughs> visited Orlando in 2018. Uh, a record 75 million people visited our city, uh, making it the most visited destination in the United States. Uh, 69 million of the visitors were from the U.S., with 6 million being from outside the country. Uh, it was an overall increase of 4.2% over 2017. Um, I, I'm I'm not surprised. You can feel it here. You can feel it. Yeah. Um, a, a, that it's kind of nuts. It's kind of nuts. Um, and we're not just talking about the theme parks. Those of us who live here, 
um, I four is just a perpetual parking lot. Yeah. Um, it's under construction. The whole way is oh, under yeah. construction. But they're also redoing the airport to expand it, obviously. I mean, this is why. <laughs> I'm curious to see next year if 2019 will reflect it going up or down with the crowds being, I think, way less this summer before Star Wars, but then probably skyrocketing after Star Wars. So how that will affect. Okay, the- if, if they're talking, I'm sorry, if they're talking about record numbers right now, just 2021. 50th anniversary. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. It's okay. Crazy. It's going to be insane. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, and they're all, they're saying that it's not only just the theme parks offering offers that are, you know, offerings that are growing, but also the number of hotels being opened. Yep. Um, it's just expanding everywhere. They got Riviera, um, the Grandestino Tower, got lots of stuff. Well, I'm around. just talking about even off property, just yeah. hotels in general, uh, not to mention housing starts. In Orlando right now, new housing being built, the number of people that are wanting to move here, which I'll just give a, a shout out and a plug to uh, moving to Orlando, um, the shows that we do mm-hmm. about moving to Orlando and the moving to the magic group on Facebook. You should absolutely check that out if you're even considering moving to Orlando. A lot of great stuff's happening there. But yeah, no, it's definitely a boom. It's definitely a boom. So um, and that's good. You know, it's good for business. It keeps us in jobs. Mm-hmm. Right? So, come on down. Come on down. All right. A second news story. I am so excited about this. Mm. I am so excited about this. We now know, well, we don't have an actual date yet. Uh, Disney has confirmed that the new space-themed restaurant currently being constructed, constructed near Mission Space has been cleared to open later this year. Um, this is a table service restaurant that is going to be adjacent to Mission Space. Um, and is going to feature uh, these virtual windows that's going to make it look like you're orbiting the Earth. Oh, I can't wait. Mm -hmm. I am out of my mind. You know what's crazy is that I I don't even notice where this is being built. I I know you said adjacent to to Mission Space, but I I only see Guardians on the left and nothing else. It's it's the other side. Yeah. Yeah, it's in between Mission Space and Test Track, so there is a decent plot of land there Mm -hmm. um, that is used for nothing slash various reasons with uh like especially with the test track um the maintenance building right beside there but beyond that it's it's a nice patch of land i mean really with a restaurant you don't need that much room to make it happen um so you just need well, and it, the picture doesn't make it look like it's going to be that huge the i i imagine the technology being used with these virtual windows is going to be very similar or identical to the technology they will be using in the Star Wars hotel because it's going to be mm-hmm. that same thing where you're not really going to have windows in this hotel. You're going to have these virtual windows. Just yeah. like the cruise line. Like cruise line yeah. and the virtual portholes. So I'm excited for that as well. But just the whole concept of it yeah. blows me away. I think this is going to be a hard reservation to get from the mm-hmm. minute it opens. A patina group. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Corey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying I'm super excited for the concept, too. I'm just curious what kind of food they're going to be serving there. Frozen ice cream. Yeah. Well, they're saying it's internationally inspired cuisine with more than a thousand bottles of the world's finest wines and a wide selection of craft beer. That's the quote from Disney. Uh, this is being operated by the patina group, which operates uh, uh, Via Napoli and um, uh, Tuto Italia. Or, um, what's it? Marie Enzo's. Marie Enzo's is theirs. Um, 
and they also operate many of the restaurants that are at Downtown Disney in Anaheim. And I personally am, generally speaking, a fan of Patina Group restaurants. I'm glad they're giving it to them and not the people that run Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> um, so uh, really anxious to see this. Very excited that it's going to be opening Mm-hmm. Uh, this year with all these announcements they kind of blend into each other as far as like opening dates and when they were announced like when i heard this was opening at the end of the year i'm like oh okay that's kind of soon but it's not really soon what, it's what, they announced it a while back right what excites me about this restaurant is it feels in line with like the essence of what epcot was supposed to be but it also incorporates the technology that we have now because i feel like if this was made in the 80s it would not have held up with the technology no. that this is going to require. I don't think but in the it, 80s they had the technology to do it like this. Oh, I don't for think sure. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I think they they now have the technology, but kind of incorporating that old Epcot feel and style. I'm I'm just, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm, I think I'm more excited about this than I am about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Really? I, wow. I think I am. I think I am. I'm very excited for Galaxy's Edge, but I think I'm more excited for this. Um, food better be good then. So, <laughs> food better be good. You're damn right. I'm looking forward to that dining show though. Opening night. Opening night. So, uh, all right. Um, okay. Sorry. Just saw a little email come through. Should we sing for you right now? Why? Get on your feet. Okay. Would you Get like me to? Up. Okay, that wasn't my problem. It wasn't. I didn't know what the next story was. <laughs> An important email just came through that I need to deal with, but I have to wait because I'm doing this. Okay. The for rhythm's those of get you, you coming to the 20th... <laughs> the rhythm's going to get you, people. For those of you... Shut the hell up. <laughs> for those of you coming to the 20th, you really want a 20th anniversary in August, you want me to pay attention to this email. That's all I'm going to say. But anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, Bongo's Cuban Cafe... Uh, to no one's surprise. Um, all right, the two of you knock it off. <laughs> really. <laughs> just, oh. Really. No mood. Um, Bongo's Cuban Cafe is going to be closing. It was announced uh, this past week. Uh, we'll close in August when its 22-year lease comes to an end, uh, according to Gloria Estefan, the pop icon who uh, who started the restaurant. Um Estefan had the following to say in a statement to the Orlando Sentinel, quote, they are growing in a different direction and we are growing in a different direction. So we thought a fresh start is wanted. Pineapples um, are growing in a different direction. It, <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> you're really getting on my I, last I kind of love, I love you're, bongos. You're getting, I love you're bongos. You're getting on my last gay nerve right now. <laughs> gay nerve. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, why don't you do the news? No, no, I can't read it. Did, did I'm, re- I'm reading the the chat. Did they say what was going in here, or is it just like is this? They a haven't surprise? announced. They yeah. haven't announced anything yet. I think the statement they're growing in a different direction. We're growing in a different direction. It's a very interesting one. Yeah, I agree. Um, that apparently, I you know honestly, I don't think Bongos can hold up against the competition. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you just look at how much Disney Springs have has changed over the years. I mean, just like 10 years ago, the competition for sit-down restaurants was a completely different ball game than it is today. You have so many options now. So, I yeah. still think Bongos is actually one of the 
more tastier restaurants. I've only eaten in the actual restaurant maybe once or twice, but I like the quick service a lot. Uh, it's it's a place that you can almost always walk up to and get get food very quickly. But you know, it's everything seems to be in in our neck of the woods on that uh, on the west side of Disney right now. It's all about expanding Margaritaville Resort, and so. Obviously, they're they're moving. The Estefans are moving to Margaritaville Resort, and are they? That's, yes, yeah. that's oh. where the announcement was made. They were announcing their new restaurant, and then someone, I believe, asked them, well, About "Are you keeping Bongos open?" And obviously not. But everything is getting sunk. You into were talking about the out, right now. the the quick service, and that that really is kind of a hidden gem. Most people go straight to the restaurant. I. We enjoy the restaurant. You go upstairs and you have a great view. And I've always thought that pineapple in West Side was kind of like an icon of the West Side. I mean, you see it from everywhere. It so used to it, be. It, now it's sort of like we're holding out here. You know, we don't know what we want to do. And now they've made their decision. I, I, I do think it has to do with the competition. I mean, oh, when, yeah. when no, that was there. Up well. No. Well, and that whole wet, the whole West Side of Disney Springs is just like, you know, uh, Wolfgang Puck Cafe is gone now. And, you know, so it's like, I feel like that whole area is just transitioning into something else. Uh, so, you know, yeah. who knows? Uh, and like I said, they, they, it is going, you know, Disney Springs is going in a much different direction now. Mm-hmm. I feel the direction it's gone in has really been a major step up in quality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I read this comment, <clears throat> I feel like she's saying, okay, well, we're not, we're not in that league. Um, so we got to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and even for shopping, I mean, I drove all the way to Disney Springs to get Julie's Mother's Day present. Yeah. Because there was only one store there. So driving all the way to Disney Springs to get a Mother's Day present for Julie, that says something mm-hmm. about, really, about the quality of, you know. It's really cool how it's evolved because, like, you think back years ago, it was like all these Disney themed shops, and you still have that, but you also have, like, your retail mall type shopping experience too in the new area so you can do things like that like do all your christmas shopping in disney springs and all that kind of good stuff the tough part is it is it is definitely something we've covered from the start it's a lot of the changes are being geared towards people who do have a higher salary and can afford a lot of the shopping and restaurants that are offered there and with locals i mean a lot of the people i'm friends with I'm seeing more and more now them again saying, well, we're going to Margaritaville to try out the new restaurants that are in that area, trying out other small restaurants around. So, now, And just for people who aren't familiar, what he's talking about is not the Margaritaville City Walk. Thank you. There is a, a community that has now been built in Orlando, recently opened, called Margaritaville. And this is uh, uh, housing and rentals. Uh, vacation. Uh, they're really wow. pushing like the vacation uh, vacation homes. Um, so it's a community that's been built that is uh, uh, definitely on the pricier side in terms of. I think the houses there. I think Eric was telling me are starting at about three fifty. I didn't even realize people were going to be able to live there. I yeah. thought it was oh, yeah, literally yeah. like oh, just a resort. It's that's crazy. Ev- everything, but it's also the options and amenities they've built up around. That whole area on 192 has been building for a long time. They went through the stretch where they added like the Chewies, the Joe's Crab Shack, mm-hmm. the Texas Roadhouse. I get these are all chain restaurants, but we all, I think we all know that at the end of the day, these are places that people flock to, even though they go on vacation to go somewhere different 
from their homes, then once they get there, they instantly want that comfort for stuff that they already know. So like, well, let's head on down to the the Texas Roadhouse, and I, <laughs> well, I, I hey, look, still, I like it. Oh, Isn't I love that the it one too, you throw peanuts on the floor. What's that? Is that the one you throw peanuts on the floor? I know. It's, it well, causes a lot of issues with Kylie and I, but it's still that whole area. Your wife is, dies when she walks <laughs> in the front door. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's very tough. We live, a, we live a hard life, but it's what people want. That area, that area like is blowing <laughs> up. I mean, it's, she does have to churn our own butter. But. <laughs> <laughs> that brought him out there. So, I, uh, yeah, so, bongos. Bongos, bye-bye. Bye-bye, bongos. Bye-bye, bongos. Um, all right. Uh, next up, um, I'm not going to go through all the the details of this because this is the cure for insomnia when we <laughs> read off the our earnings report. <clears throat> but um, uh, Disney released their second quarter earnings report. Now, keep in mind their second quarter is the first three months of this year. Their quarter begins uh, October 1st and ends September 30th. So this is for the period January 1 through March 31st. Um, parks, experiences, and consumer products all now under one umbrella. 5% growth in revenue, 15% growth in operating income. That's very healthy. Uh, again, the parks continue to drive, be the biggest, really ultimately the biggest consistent moneymaker for the company. And that's saying something when you consider the slate of films yeah. that yeah. they have been... Um, Releasing uh, direct to consumer and international, fifteen percent growth in revenue, but a hundred and nine percent decrease in operating income Ooh. for the second quarter. But um, I think th- there was a reason for that that I didn't include in here. But um, media networks less than one percent growth in revenue and a three percent decrease in operating income. Uh, studio entertainment, their films, fifteen percent de- decrease in revenues, thirty nine percent decrease. An operating income for Jeez. the first half of this, of the first uh, three months of this year, um, and uh, 21st Century Fox is now being added to what they will report on. But because they just finished the acquisition, they don't have those numbers to compare to last year. Um, uh, with parks and experiences, uh, uh, revenue went from 5.9 billion last year to six point, almost 6.2 billion. This year, um, and that was in, uh, due in part to increased guest spending, high attendance figures at Walt Disney World. None of us are surprised by that. <laughs> um, it was partially offset by higher costs for labor and costs of new offerings. So I, I want to be clear here. This was the part to me that really stuck out. That in spite of giving them some well-deserved raises to their frontline cast members. In three months, parks and resorts actually increased their operating income from $1.3 to $1.5 billion. So you see, paying them more doesn't necessarily mean you're going to lose money. Um, And, you know, so I I thought that that was important to mention. Um... But higher attendance figures. Any anybody who's been anywhere near a theme park <laughs> at Walt Disney World recently mm-hmm. has no trouble understanding understanding that. Um, Shanghai Disney Resort was somewhat flat, with higher ticket prices offset by lower attendance. Um, 
But again, now this is, I mean, usually the, the numbers on Shanghai have been pretty good. So I wonder what's going on hmm. with Shanghai. I'm wondering what the, how the parks would be, would be doing if everything else was in Disney was pumping on all cylinders, if they wouldn't have to have certain cutbacks or, you know, decide to not go forward on a certain project or whatever. Like, it, do you think that the money allocated by the executives, do you no. think they say? No. And here's why. Here's, here's why. I was explaining this to somebody the other day. <clears throat> Even though it's one company, it's run as smaller companies. So Disney Cruise Line is its own company, effectively. Disney Vacation Club is its own company. Mm-hmm. Um, and that even, ex- not, not, not technically, but it's how they're run. Mm-hmm. It's how they're managed. They have to be independently, su- they have to independently support themselves. So if Park starts to suffer, or if, okay, or like this, there are several restaurants in the Magic Kingdom. Everyone is basically treated as its own business. So it has to make its own numbers, its costs, its employee, you know, the cost for, for cast members, food, things like that. It has to show profit. Um, so it doesn't matter if the restaurant next to it, even though it's owned by Disney, may be doing double. That restaurant is still going to be held to its own standard. And this is the case with all business units across Disney, all resorts, restaurants. I believe it's even true of the little carts. Okay? okay. So they have to they they have to sustain their own revenue. So Disney's never going to look at it from the standpoint, oh, well, we're down 500 million in parks, but we were up 2 billion in in entertainment. Um, that matters to the stock the shareholders because at the end of the day, it's the value of the company that determines the shares or the value of the shares. But so I don't uh, it, Disney's not going to look at it that way. So there won't be ever be cutbacks in the in the parks due to other stuff. Oh, I'm not saying that. That's what I'm saying. I'm oh. not saying that because we saw we saw that with the overruns at Shanghai. Mm-hmm. With the overruns at Shanghai, what happened? All of a sudden, we had $800 cabanas showing up in Tomorrowland. We had uh, cast members not able to get, they had, watching their hours get mm-hmm. cut like crazy. We saw scalebacks in entertainment. We saw, you know, Remember, like the, the the bloody Thursday when they let go of most of the streetmosphere players in mm-hmm. uh, in Hollywood Studios. Studios? Mm-hmm. All of that was attributed to the overruns in Shanghai. Um, but it's kind of like, uh, you know. But I they, guess that would be in the parks realm, though. So I'm saying, if that the is under parks, yeah. So if the other divisions of the company were all booming, mm-hmm. would there be cutbacks by Bob Chapek? I the think parks? they just merge them. They like, for example, like Disney Design Group. You know, I, I heard that it was merged in with another aspect of the company where it used to be a standalone. So I'm not sure if it's a cutback. I think when you merge, you cut back. Hmm. Um, but they they don't really say we're cutting this department. Well, also, they look for excuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll you know I'll use the airlines as an example. The airlines were looking for years for excuses to charge baggage fees. Okay. And it wasn't until the price of oil mm-hmm. went unusually high that they had their excuse to add those baggage fees. Because remember, for a long time, we didn't have them. Right. We didn't have those baggage fees. And then when that we had that period, I forgot when it was, but the, the price of oil spiked. And 
the airlines jumped on that. That's our excuse. Now, the price of that oil came down again. Did the baggage fees go away? No. So Shanghai overruns. We have, you know, they're cutting back on hours that attractions are running. They're cutting back on certain things with cast members. They're getting rid of streetmosphere. They're getting rid of all these different things. Well, now that those overruns have been covered and, you know, Shanghai is now supporting itself generally, does any of that stuff come back? No. No. So that's the thing is that when they do these cuts, it doesn't matter what the other divisions are doing. Um, they're always looking, and especially right now, I think more so than any other time in Disney's history. This is just all about the bottom line. You will have, you guys will, will, will hear my review of the Grand Floridian, the experience my mother and I had this past weekend. I will give you a preview. It was the worst. It, this will be the worst hotel review I've given in 10 years. Wow. Um, and I see this written all over it. I think there was no better example for me than the experience I had this weekend that the only thing that matters anymore is the bottom line. And real customer service has been replaced by handing out fast passes. (laughs) That is now the replacement for what used to be stellar customer service at Disney. Here's some free fast passes. Shut up. Mm. And Um, most people will take it and run, huh? And and then, but then to watch them, watch them have a complete meltdown when you don't want their fast passes when you say no what do and literally to watch them like okay i don't know what to do because that has now become and this is at their flagship resort i'm not going to go too far into it here but i'm going to tell you something i will say this if you are booked at the grand floridian i would strongly urge you strongly urge you to take that money go over to the boardwalk stay concierge in the boardwalk you want great service that's where you go do not, do not, do not spend your money at the Grand Floridian. I will. It will be a cold day in hell before I go back and give that hotel my money. Wow. This was on the hotel side. Not the, I, I wasn't staying in the villas. I'm not speaking to that. I will go stay in the villas. I want to experience them. This is on the hotel side. Hmm. And when my mother, my mother trashed that room, okay, she was not impressed. So that review will be coming out at some point. But that was what I walked away with, that the cycle now is complete, that all that matters is the bottom line. An actual concern, a serious concern for the guest experience has been replaced by cut whatever we have to cut, screw the guest experience, more people are going to come anyway, and we just need to make our numbers. And Wow, from the grand, that's crazy. From the grand, yeah, yeah. No, no longer... It may be the flagship in name. It is certainly not the flagship in practice. Wow. Not after what I experienced. So, didn't expect to go off on that little rant. <laughs> but, um, but I got to tell you, I, I look, I, and I think my reputation is pretty good for being fair. Um, so I'm not just knee jerking here. This is still. This is now five or six days later, um, and I still, I'm still pissed. I'm still pissed. Um, but you'll see it in the review. Um, and the other thing, just because we're talking about finances in Disney, uh, it was announced this morning that uh, Comcast is going to sell them the remaining interest in Hulu. So Disney will, as of, as of right now, uh, Disney has full control of Hulu. Uh, yeah. They will buy out Comcast by 2024, within the next five years. Um, Comcast is still going to allow the NBC Universal content 
that is already licensed to uh, be there for the time being. Um, but by 2024, Disney will own 100% of Hulu. It was a 30-30-30 split between Disney, uh, 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 Fox, and uh, Comcast, with the other 10% being owned by AT&T. AT&T bailed. Disney bought Fox. Um, and so now they have it all. So what they're going to do with this in relation to their upcoming streaming service mm-hmm. remains to be seen. Whether or not they're going to use this as an alternative, uh, an alternative channel for different types of content, I don't know. Or if they're just making sure they destroy one more competitor before they launch that streaming service remains to be seen. But Disney now owns Hulu. They They'll own the world someday. Yeah, pretty much already there. I mean, they own pretty much everything. You know, we used to say that about AT&T back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. And IBM. Remember when IBM ruled the personal computer market? They seemed unstoppable. Mm -hmm. History is replete with the fall of giants. It's all in the world. And you know what? If it happens to them, I don't wish it, certainly. But if it does, it's going to be on the back of what I was just talking about. That in many regards, the customer, the guest, is just taken for granted just taken for granted but I pray as a Disney fan that never happens I really do I hope at some point they're visited by three ghosts in the middle of the night Um, and they have some awareness but do you think you know like a lot of us that went to Disney that customer service used to be a really big deal Mm -hmm. and you'd hear stories about it do you think that somehow that still lives on that like Disney doesn't promote that anymore or do it anymore but everybody goes oh but Disney's the best at customer service but well, are they really they 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 built that uh, as I said on on Twitter uh, with my experience at the Grand Floridian there was no daylight between the service I was getting at that hotel and the service I get at a Hilton Garden Inn um, but that being said there are many cast members who do oh, yeah. go out of the way. I have another hotel review of Bay Lake Tower coming out next Monday. Um, and I give a very good example of there are still great cast members yeah. doing great things and making magical moments for guests. The reason I suggest if you're going to plan to stay at the Grand Floridian, take that money and go stay concierge at Boardwalk is because if you want to see old world, old school Disney service at its finest, that's where it is. The concierge desk at the concierge team at the boardwalk. Absolutely superb. It's another review coming up. I've been doing a lot of hotel reviews. Um, but, yeah, so, all right. We got we to gotta move on. We got to move on. And it seems like the weather has calmed down we're, a little bit, yeah. so I think we're, we're good. You just jinxed us. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Oh, knock on wood. You just jinxed us. All right, that is going to do it for the news. We're going to move on to rapid firing. Steve, you're up. Yes. Uh, tickets are now on sale for the NBA experience opening on August 12th at Disney Springs. Uh, I could care less about the NBA experience. Amen. You know, I played basketball, and I love basketball, but this just seems like the dumbest thing ever. Uh, tickets will be priced at $34 plus tax uh, for kids, uh, eight, or for people ages 10 and up, and below will be um, $29. So I don't understand. What do you, what's the ticket for? To get in, it'll be like how you. I had thought to... it was a restaurant. No, no, it's oh. like Disney. Oh West. my god! 
Oh, okay. This entire time, I have thought this was a restaurant. <laughs> no, no. This is. Oh, it's awful. Wow. Something about something about field goals and home runs. I, uh, I don't know. They're going to um, have first like bases. Left Unless in the, the only sports-related thing they're going to open that's going to get me excited. They like the, hall, the figure skating hall of fame. Huh. Um, outside of that, it's essentially Entertainment Seven Twenty. Just they're going to have a random person shooting hoops in the background, yeah. and nothing's really going to be happening. Well, look, I'm sure. Shrimp, shrimp I, you know, on look, the wall. Honestly, honestly, you know, uh, let's. I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. I'm not a basketball fan. Never was. I probably be more, uh, more. It would be more appealing to me if it was baseball. Yeah. Um, but you know, it worked. That that restaurant worked out so well at City Walk. So why not do this? It's not even a restaurant. I know it's now. not. I know and it's that, not. I, this whole time, I thought food was going there. You lost me when you took the food away. I'll, you lost your rhino. But probably pretty soon, that'll be a benefit of having an annual pass to get people to go there. What do you, mean? you really a benefit? Well, you <laughs> know what I mean. They're gonna they're gonna say, "Oh, annual pass holders can now go here," and it's like, so like, even is it gonna cost us to get in this thing? Yeah, that's what the whole yeah. rapid fire was. Yeah, yeah, thirty five dollars uh, or whatever. Thirty four dollars. Uh, it's to been get a while. In. I tune you out. I'm oh, sorry. Thank you. Thirty five dollars to get in. Thirty four dollars. You get a whole buck back, uh, and twenty nine for kids. And what do I get for that? <laughs> you get your. You get to go in and. Shoot, shoot a hoop, shoot a hoop and get everyone to laugh at you when you miss it. If you couldn't bring back Disney Quest, <laughs> I put it in the chat. But what are these I'm, people even doing in this? Picture? I put out the offer for thirty-five dollars. I will come to where you're at and I will kick you in the private parts, <laughs> and you'll get a better <laughs> and you get a dollar back. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, somebody thinks this is really cool because if you look at the picture here, there's way more people in this experience than went to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, there's only <laughs> a three. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. All right, thank you, Steve. Fiasco. So, uh, Mac Cosmetics in Disney Springs is debuting their Aladdin collection tomorrow. To celebrate the upcoming live-action remake, Mac Cosmetics is creating a new makeup collection inspired by Aladdin and Jasmine. The new line, which features shades of metallics, mattes, shimmers, and jewel tones that create looks for any world your adventures may take you, will debut exclusively at the Mac store in Disney Springs. The collection also features special packaging inspired by the film. This is tomorrow at Mac and Disney Springs. At 12 p.m. it starts. Or get yours now on eBay tomorrow. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. May 15th, yeah. yeah. They, they do pretty well with these sort of things, though. Yeah. And this this was a big thing with the Mac store. And the, when it first opened, it didn't have the Disney products in it. And now it does. So. It's the only makeup I've ever purchased. <laughs> I Julie, can't say that. Julie bought the Game of Thrones palette, and it sold out like that. And you go on eBay, and like people are just like hey. selling it double. Haley, my wife, has a makeup palette collection that, oh my goodness, she probably has like 30 palettes. And I'm like, you're never going to even use that much eyeshadow in your life. But It's about having options. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's going to come out looking like Mimi from the Drew Carey show someday to, pr- <laughs> to prove you wrong. Like, <laughs> it's my dream. She flunked out of clown college. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I just wanted to mention that um, every Monday we put out a list. Disney puts out a list of discounts, which I update on the site, and Tom Bell um, recaps them. But uh, there's 
uh, military discounts. There's Florida resident discounts. There's Canadian discounts. There are but, some gems in these. Yes. And if you go to our page on the Dreams Unlimited site, we also have them on WDW Info. Every week they change. There's some lead rates. You'll find some really good deals in there if you're looking. So If you're look, flexible. Right. If you're flexible right. and mm-hmm. can travel with relatively short notice within yep. the next couple of months. Yes. So check it out if you're in the mood for a cruise or look at the list and maybe you'll get in the mood for a cruise. I'm so. always in the mood for a cruise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't always. beat a cruise. Thank you, Kathy. You're welcome. All right. I, think so. I think I did jinx this because I started to hear it now. But anyway, look, it just calmed down. All right. So uh, new Forky character merchandise from Toy Story 4 hits the parks. Um, new what? And, okay. Forky. Let me finish. Let me finish. It's you want to read my rapid fire, Pete? So Bob <laughs> is going to get rid of forks Enjoy and spoons. Um, okay. Uh, to celebrate sports. the upcoming film's debut, new Forky-inspired merchandise, including the special plush picture, well, f- pictured in the show notes, um, is now available at Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World Resort, including a limited edition magic band of 3500 There's also a, a T-shirt. Um, I just want to be a fork T-shirt. Now, the merchandise can be found at Pixar Pier at Disney California Adventure Park and World of Disney at Downtown Disney. Uh, for Walt Disney World, merchandise can be found at Beverly Sunset Boutique or Toy Story Land at Disney's Hollywood Studios or World of Disney. Now, if you don't is, know who is Forky is... a plush right here in this picture? Uh, yeah, that's him. Yeah, okay. that's, that's the plush. Now, if you don't know who Forky is, you need to go watch like the, the trailers for Toy Story 4. You will understand it. And it's uh, okay. It's like a new character. Does anybody else of a certain age think that Forky looks like Mr. Bill? Mm-hmm. Kind of does. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I think it's like kind of the same does. concept. Maybe yeah. like an homage. It kind of does. Okay, I, I'm gonna be honest. The magic band. I think the magic band is cool. Um, oh, I love Forky. I'm already sold on Forky. Like I. And I'm ready for them to just start having There's so many places everywhere. I could go with that. I have an idea that I think Disney should do. Like at the upcoming Toy Story restaurant, you know how like they give kids like colors and and all this other stuff to entertain themselves. What if they gave them all like the stuff to make their own forky? That is such exactly. a good idea. It's cool. That would be fun. That'd I would do it. Really I mean, cool. I know like the eyes could be a choking hazard, but it's weird because this movie yeah. <laughs> I feel like has to address like are the children God. Because it, she makes this toy and it comes to life, and you're like, "Is Bonnie God?" <laughs> well, yeah, she is. Like, I am confused by this trailer. Well, I went off in Disneyland when we were talking about the whole Pixar universe, and uh, what I think is going to be discovered is in Toy Story Four. This is this is my prediction. What I think is going to be discovered in Toy Story Four is what uh, what determines the toys. Essence, uh, yeah, essence, yeah. or how they're alive, or how they mm. cease to become alive, or all, that's my thought. I think hmm. we're going to explore that. It's going to be deep. Yeah, if I, I, if it was anything like Toy Story three, oh my, I watched that movie like twenty times, and every time I cry. If I read that shirt really quickly, it looks like it says something. I know. I, that's like yeah. I I thought oh. the same thing. <laughs> it says I just want to be a fork. I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fork you, Craig. Um, That's an awful joke from Capone's. It's, I, I don't know. Okay. Well, thank you for explaining, bringing Forky into my existence. It's out, it's out now, right? So I could go find this in the park? 
Yes. Okay. Uh, the okay. the plush is. I think the. I'm gonna go look for it. That's why it I'm says the the plush is available now. But I, from what I'm reading, I don't know if the, the, the limited Band. edition Magic Band is. I think that I Magic know. Band is kind of cool. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see. I'll go see this week. See We're talking about the the movie's not out. No, I know the movie. Okay, but I think yeah. we just need to oh, reiterate yeah. that. Yeah, okay. but the plush is. Okay. Right, thank I don't you, Corey. Know how big it is, but go ahead. All right, thank you, Corey. Rhino. Um, okay, so mine is all about the uh, new limited release designer Mickey Mouse ear collection that is coming to the Disney parks that begins on May twenty fourth. Um, if you're visiting Disney World or Disneyland, you can, uh, like I said, purchase these limited release Mickey Mouse ear hats and Minnie Mouse ear headbands that were designed by renowned celebrities, designers, and artists. Ashley Eckstein is not renowned. She is renowned. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I'm Please. assuming she falls in the celebrity uh, area. Well, her universe, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of that stuff. But um, the collection includes elements That's of each collaborator. Changing, I'm changing my title to Mother of Drag Queens. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can. There's going to be stuff by Harvey's there. Um, there's got uh, new designs will be released monthly, such as the bridal inspired design using hand sewn crystal and pearl embroidery by Vera Wang. Um, just a whole bunch. There's one by Coach Heidi Klum is doing one. Um, some other designers are Alex and Ani. There's going to be Loungefly one. Um, the Ashley X Time ones are going to be from her universe for a Star Wars. Theme Jared Mariyama has the hipster Mickey ears, which I wish they weren't the beanie hat one. I wish they were the other hat he wears, but they, uh, there's a. I think the tiki room ones look pretty cool. Then those were. Um, nope. Okay. It says there will also be designs from popular Disney characters and Disney parks attractions, such as Enchanted Tiki Room inspired design and the upcoming designs by Disney Imagineers, such as Kim Irvine, Kevin Rafferty, and Joe Rohde. And the question out here is will the Joe Rohde one have the ear hanging oh, the earring cool. hanging from the ear well the question the if you followed this when it happened was whether or not disney knows who joe rody is because they spelled his name wrong oh, in geez. the original oh. art are you kidding yeah they spelled it it's r o h d e and they spelled it r h o d e and the only two comments like at the bottom of the article when it first came out I was like uh is this right well, sad days. Let me re- let me read the uh, list for really quick. So Harvey's is May twenty fourth. Betsy Johnson is summer twenty nineteen. Alex Anani, Noah Fine Art, Kim Irvine, Her Universe, Shag. Uh, those are all summer twenty nineteen. Jared Mariama, Heidi Klum, The Blondes, Loungefly, and Coach are all in the fall. Joe Rohde, Vera Wang, Cupcakes and Cashmere, Kevin Rafferty, uh, Carly Kloss are all spring twenty twenty, and then um, one more John. Culture in summer 2020. So, I feel like it's going for a while. Can I say something about ears and ear etiquette? Um, I don't wear them, obviously, but I think <laughs> with more obviously? and more people buying ears, I think there needs to be some sort of etiquette where if you are in a show and you know, and you have kids behind you, take your ears off just yeah. for the show. Like at Frozen, like Ferris had a perfect view. If it wasn't for the ears. And so all these people wearing ears, like, just put them down. It's kind yeah. of like, it's equivalent to, like, a kid sitting on shoulders for fireworks. Ears and shows, I'm just I'll, I'll agree to a certain extent with it, so, but sometimes people do use, These ears use are getting like, bigger and bigger. Well, no, sometimes <laughs> people do use, like, bobby pins and stuff to make sure it all holds and stays in place. And, like, you know, 
that does get to the point where it's like, okay, well, they put in a lot of effort to get the look that they were getting. (laughs) Is it? No, and I'm being serious with it. So in some circumstances like that, but 90% of the time, I'm with you. It's the person when we... uh, Okay, we were on a cruise. Remember? We were on a cruise. we, We couldn't see. When Rhino and I went to see Infinity War, the people in the row in front of us, despite a wall being up in front... Of us, we could still see their their Mickey ears that they wore to a movie theater for some reason, not at Disney Springs. We could still see it just in, in front of us. It just, it, it, why not? Let's wear it. Well, so. I'm just saying, as they become larger and more extravagant. Well, proper you know, etiquette let's, let's to begin some. with, you're not supposed to be wearing a hat indoors. <laughs> so there's that. Well. <laughs> All right, we've got, got three fashion victims right here, right Uh-oh. now. Boom, boom. Oh, SpaghettiOs. Boom. I said, I work hard. I can wear a hat where I want to. Okay. Thank you, Rhino. Craig. Okay, you can now make online reservations for Bippity Boppity Boutique, Harmony Barbershop, and more, uh, including like Pirates League, and you can find that on Disney's website. That's where you can book online. And that's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I thought there you go. I'm doing rapid fire today. That was rapid fire. Thank You're you. Welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, we're still good here, so let's move on and to uh, uh, an article that was uh, published last week by Pete Perone, uh, one of our contributors, uh, that I wanted to do last week, but we kind of had a time crunch, so uh, so we had like 1,100 shows to record last Tuesday. Uh, so uh, he put up an article called The Top 5 Overrated Things at Walt Disney World, and I thought his list was interesting. So we are now going to judge him <laughs> and whether or not his list is accurate. So let's start off with his first one, Pandora at Nighttime. Um, yes. He says, quote, no, I'm not saying Pandora World of Avatar is overrated. In fact, if it's one of the best themed lands in all of Walt Disney World. Nighttime at Pandora, he is saying, is overrated. Um, he said it's a bit of an underwhelming experience. The land doesn't glow like you would expect, or as its photos imply, it relies on black lights and a ton of glow paint in an attempt to create a bioluminescent land that transport guests millions of miles away. So, agree? Disagree? I agree. Ooh. Is this top five? Or what? This is his five most overrated things. The first time I took Katie to see (laughs) Pandora Land, you know, I walked in and went, "Um, look at this. Look at at the bioluminescence on the ground. She goes, well, looks like we're in a disco. Um, Walked somewhere else. Disco dick. Yeah. And she goes, I could buy this at Walmart. And I'm like, like steam's coming out of my head because I'm there like, do you realize, you know, like Joe Rohde devoted how many years of his life to designing this? And she goes... It all looks cheap. It just, the lighting and stuff. And I said, uh, okay, I, I'm not understanding you, but let's go back in the daylight. And when she went back in the daylight, she had a totally different experience. She thought it you know, was very well-themed and the different things that they had. But in, in the dark, it didn't do anything for her. Hmm. Craig, what do you think? Um, Thank you, Craig. No, no. Um, <laughs> it's... Uh, it's one of the things we struggle with as a massive Disney fan. I don't think it's overrated. It's overrated. overrated. <laughs> I got Joe Rody on the mind. I don't think it's overrated at, during the night or daytime, but 
if I'm talking about the average person who comes down maybe on a once every five, ten year, once in a lifetime vacation, I don't think they care about theming. So, yeah, it, seeing it at night would be overrated. I think it is overrated at night. I was listening to somebody give a spiel about it, and I'm unaware that this is what we do for a living, I think. And I'm listening to how they're describing it, and they made it out to be like, if you don't go at night, this will ruin your vacation. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. I, I do think it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I do think it's cool at night, and it's worth seeing. But I don't think it's this like mind-bending thing. I've been to Putt-Putt Golf that, at night that does the same thing, <laughs> so I know what a black light does. It. I'm not going to say my joke. So oh, no. Anyway. I don't think it's overrated. I think uh, I prefer it in the daytime because I think you can see some of the details, I think, better with just the sunlight. Um, obviously, you're missing out on the bioluminescent part of that. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's overrated. I still think it's beautiful at night. I don't think it's overrated um, because I, th- I can't think of another land that looks that nice at night. And there were tons of photo ops. Uh, we were there at opening during the day, and we went at night, and it was completely different photos, photo ops. It's a whole different experience. Uh, it, it, it's, it, it is. It's a completely different experience. I don't think it's overrated. And I can't think of another land. I mean, I guess Toy Story. I haven't been there at night yet, but um, what other land looks great at night? But we I would care. argue a lot of Animal Kingdom does at night, not just that. But, but like, like a, a specific area. No, I know. think they really did – super well with Pandora and I wouldn't I wouldn't call it I mean I call it a little bit overrated as far as people saying like Rhino was saying like you have to go at night or your vacation's incomplete yeah. no that's it's not that extreme no. but it is amazing and for me personally what I think makes the difference of is this amazing or am I just like yeah okay is honestly the level of crowd if I'm in Pandora and it's pretty free and open i'm like this is the coolest thing ever but if i'm in pandora and it's like jam-packed and i can barely move i'm like a little less enthusiastic i'll tell you what i'm really looking forward you know 20th anniversary of dreams we having a private party at night in pandora i'm really looking forward to it i think it's beautiful at night i think it's a very different experience than it is during the day and i think you should experience both i would not add it to a list of things at Disney World that are overrated, yeah. I would have put the Grand Floridian <laughs> on the list. No, that's a, that's so overrated, it's not funny. But, okay, let's move on to his next one. Toy Story Land. At night? Toy Story Land. Um, he says he loves Toy Story, had very high expectations. Um, he says it does have a very cool theme, he liked the use of oversized nostalgic toys to make us feel as though they had been shrunken down and are roaming around Andy's backyard. Um, he points out with Pandora, Toy Story Land, and soon Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, it seems more and more that Disney is following a pattern for adding new lands. Current blueprint to attractions, a restaurant, over-the-top theming. Um, he says Toy Story Land is a logistical nightmare. For starters, it only has one way in and one way out. Uh, maybe that'll change once construction is done for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. But uh, as of right now, that's the case. Um, I I think Toy Story Land is cute. I absolutely agree. I think it's completely overrated. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not impressed at all. I think Slinky Dog Dash is cute, but it, does it warrant the two and three hour lines it gets? Not in a no. million years. See, I 
I actually completely disagree with it being overrated because I've heard more often than not that people were kind of like, eh, about Toy Story Land. Like, they weren't, like, crazy about it. So yeah. that's where, like, the, in my mind, that's where the overratedness comes in. And in my, mind, hype, it's, yeah. in my mind, it's underrated because people are so eh about it. But if you really take a minute to look at, like, all the hidden gems and Easter eggs and the things they have going on in Toy Story Land in such a small space, because it is a small space, it, it's kind of impressive in my in my book. I'm on, on that same, uh, on your bandwagon whatever uh craig made a good point about it before it opened was that it depends on what your expectations are of it when you go in and i think like you know Corey just said it like i didn't feel like it was going to be it we already knew it wasn't going to be this whole like this is like being in a toy story movie it was just going to be a land and once the other walls open and you'll be able to go in and out more than one way i mean i do agree about the logistics but i don't it's the thing the article's weird because like if I could see somebody being like, Galaxy's Edge, is it going to be overrated? We all know the answer is going to be no, it won't be overrated. It'll be up to that par. But I don't think Toy Story had this thing going into it like this, though, this sort of a hype to be overrated. Um, I agree that it was never... uh, I, 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 How do I put this? It did not have... Uh, the reaction a lot of people had to Toy Story Land opening was, eh, like you said, yeah. Um, the fact that it didn't exceed those expectations mm. is why I agree with this. But no, that's on Disney fans for thinking everything needs to be over the top important every single time something new opens up. It. I was the most pessimistic person in this room going into Toy Story Land. I can't walk into Hollywood Studios without at least walking back there. Not necessarily going on the attractions, but I will still walk back there and enjoy the little bit of time that I have in there. Anyone who thought that this was going to be the next great thing at Hollywood Studios needs to get their priorities in check. It is an additional add-on land to add more attractions that was, if we're going A to E level ticket, it should have been in the C to D level. Nothing overly mind-blowing or anything just a nice little expansion onto the area and that's exactly what it is so if your expectations aren't met or over exceeded then you well, are thinking way too high. well highly. here's the thing though i i'm gonna take exception to that because the uh the land the, the other land open previously to that was pandora world of avatar which was spectacular the one following it is star wars galaxy's edge so i think People are right to expect Disney to over-deliver uh, with some of these things. I think that's a little um, unfair, though. So every time now they have to, now that they're going to have Galaxy's Edge, everything after. For Galaxy's what they're Edge. charging, you're damn right. Mm. I don't think so. You know I what? Think I think they have. Yes, you I, can't expect every expansion that they have. I'm not now saying to that be. every expansion has to be Galaxy's Edge. I'm saying though that you have to exceed. Ex- they have to exceed expectations. And with uh, with Toy Story, the expectation, generally speaking, was meh, and they didn't exceed that. So, yeah, in that regard, they failed. I think they're doing I, that with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, though. So I, I, I witnessed I, – I saw um, Toy Story Land in two different occasions. I saw it at a, a media preview on my own and then recently brought Julie and the kids and didn't tell them really anything. I had a fa- We had a fast pass for Slinky Dog, and to see – 
for Ferris to see, well, he's a Toy Story fan. Finley, she's like, it's too hot outside. So I'm like, okay, if you find Andy's shoe, you know, I had to make it fun for her. But Ferris, you know, he was he was so into it. And it's Slinky Dog is now their like their favorite, including Julie. It's like their favorite roller coaster because they, they loved it. And it's not perfect. I also think it's not done because there's no. It's one way in, one way out. The restaurants, I think I see it as an incomplete land, but I don't see it as being overrated. It's hot as hell. We were miserable walking in there, but we enjoyed the little, you know, the, the theming of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's overrated. I, I think it. I think it's going to get better or people are going to appreciate it more once Galaxy's Edge opens up. Because I think a lot of people think of Toy Story Land as they had to put something in there while the park was torn up. And so now it's like, well, we have to go there because there's really nothing else to do in the park or there's not as much to do. And where Buzz Lightyear is, he's turned slightly. A manager told us that there's going to be a gate like right there. And Buzz Lightyear is supposed to be the transition point that you come from Galaxy's Edge into Buzz Lightyear. So it's sort of like... Okay. The spaceman greeting the space people. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so um, I'll never, ever ride Slinky Dog again. But I like... like it? It's too I intense thought, for Katie. Oh, okay. Yes, right. I thought I was going to fall out. Oh, she was really? I, I did, and Katie's. I would close my eyes, and Katie's are open your eyes. I'm going to fall out. I'm going to okay. fall out. Yeah. And so my son texted me after that because that was his job to go around and to catch ins- her. And, no, to inspect <laughs> to inspect rides to make sure that they were safe. And he goes, you know, there's a redundant system on there that if the um, lap bar fails there's something else that will hold you in the seat and i says well i didn't feel like that and the picture that they took on the ride shows i was no i hold your hands oh i i That's see a the... give kids the world uh, mm-hmm. uh auction coming yeah. up yeah <laughs> five thousand dollars five thousand dollars to kathy on uh I, you know i love i i like it for the theming but you know the part where they stop and then you go backwards i thought that was the end of the ride so, of course, it scared the living daylights out of me. Because when you come into the land, you know, they're there. It's a family roller coaster. And I'm like, okay, I'll do anything once. And it's like, mm, Anything? No. Well, not <laughs> anything. But, I mean. You'll get the, other ideas for auctions. You know, in the name of the Diz, I've ridden <laughs> some things diz. that I wouldn't normally do, but thought I should try them so I could talk about them. So now that I've done it, it's like, I don't need to do that again. In the name of the Diz, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes. Um, that was your attitude high school. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is another one I agree with. Navi uh, River Journey. Oh, yeah. oh I agree. Yes, um, I agree. Do we need to discuss a- that? A- aliens of the Caribbean. Aliens. <laughs> is what this ride is. Never thought of that. It's Aliens of the Caribbean. Now, look, I think it's beautiful. I really do. Um... The first time I rode it, I waited on a 90-minute ride for it and Ooh. got off and said, all right, that's 90 minutes of my life. I'm never getting back. Um, it just I, If you're an average person going into that ride, you know what I mean? You're like Not somebody like us who like loves Imagineering and like kind of that sort of thing. Just somebody you know who's here every so often. I'd be like, what happened to all the other blue people? Why was there only that one blue person at the end? You know, it, it Nothing happens in the whole ride. There's no I see it as air conditioned. Yeah. It so, definitely, yeah. The only good experience I've had on it was we waited one day 45 minutes with our friend Nick. We had great conversation while we were in yeah. line. 
and then we all got off and laughed about it after it was done. Yeah. And that was the one time I felt like, yeah, yeah, this lived up. I really like Navi River Journey a lot, but I would say and I would agree that it was overrated because it's kind of like it's just this is the other ride other than Flight of Passage in Pandora. So we're all going to wait in line for it. And then the lines get really long for that attraction, too. And it's not something that should have, you know, hour long waits. It should never a ride like that should really never have an hour long. Fifteen wait. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, do you remember like the original Willy Wonka when they went through like the tour of the chocolate factory? I think they should have something like that. You know, when he's like, <laughs> "Are you high?" <laughs> I, got, I got you. You want like an attraction where you can push a fat German kid into a out of chocolate and see him shoot up through a chute? I'm there. Really trippy, you know. Okay, but anyway. All right. Let's move on to the next one. We got two more to go get through here. This is getting give me more discussion than I thought it was going to. Next on his list are minivans. Uh, saying uh, the minivans are a fun experience. Now, for those not familiar, this is Disney's version of rideshare, like Uber. It's done in conjunction with Lyft. You use a Lyft app uh, in order to use these. Um, they are uh, red. They're 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 red with white polka dot. Uh, crossover SUVs um, and his point is that it's a fun way to stay in the Disney bubble but they're extremely overpriced oh yeah um, and I, I I'm, 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 I'm somewhat tempted to agree that they are overpriced however I've uh, I found myself using them quite a bit when I'm on property, if I don't feel like dealing with nonsense. So, for example, uh, when we were at the Grand, uh, we needed to go over to Saratoga Springs. Um, I could have driven us over uh, with my mom. It was just going to be easier. Just get in the minivan and go. Um, the cast members driving these things are phenomenal. As they should be. but As yeah. they all should be, but they aren't. So... In this instance, in this instance, they are, I, I got to tell you, knowledgeable, friendly, I, just fantastic service. Um, and one of the reasons, I've had a conversation with a few of them, they're pretty well compensated for this. They make decent mm. money. They make decent money. And they love the direct one-on-one interaction with the guests that they're getting. Um, so... While I do think they're overpriced, can you um, say what I, I've never done them before? I don't even know what the price is. I know what like an average it, Uber is. Like, it, but it, 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 it's kind of yielded based on how busy things are, what time of the day it so is. So they have a. a I've had okay. it cost me. Um, I think the minimum's twenty, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. I went from at night once from the Magic Kingdom back to the Caribbean Beach, I want to say it cost thirty-five dollars. Okay. So it's not a cheap wow. trip. Yeah. Um, I've had it cost as little as like twenty two, twenty three. I've had it cost as much as forty five, um, but the fact that these are these cast members are getting compensated pretty well um, makes me want to do them. Is this a tip? Like, is it including tip um, or how does no, that work? They, I think you it, can tip. You can tip. You can. You um, should. Tip. It means you should. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's done through the app. Okay, but um, now their airport run service, I think, is running what a hundred 
hundred dollars yeah. each way. Whoa. Okay. Ooh, that's a Where round trip on FL, town court. Uh, town, town cars. FL Tours. Like, com, one of our sponsors. Yeah. Um, wow. They'll do it for about that or less. Round um, trip. <laughs> round trip. And that includes a grocery stop on your way to your hotel. Right. Um, so wow. that's a little bit crazy, but um, I think I think minivans. I, I I would not. I would add them overpriced. Yes, overrated. No, the service is outstanding. Yeah, they're they're not overrated. They're excellent. But I mean, you have to be like Ferris Bueller delusional level to to want to use them. Like it's it is worth every single penny on that. I don't agree with that. I would never buy them on my own. If someone else wants... They are absolutely worth... If you're resort hopping, if you're resort hopping and you don't have a rental car, it is absolutely worth it versus the amount of time you're going to spend going from your resort to a hub and then getting on another bus and going to another your resort. That hour... That it yep. takes when you can be there in 15 minutes. Again, though, we forget with that, with that, you can still use regular Uber, Uber. or Lyft to get around. And it, for like most circumstances, $8. like, you know, you will get crap about one out of every three times if you try to go to contemporary with Uber or Lyft because they'll they'll make you turn right around and send you back to TTA with the drop off every now TTC. and then you'll get. Yeah, TTC, sorry. Uh, every now and then you'll get the, the nice person at security who says, yeah, I know exactly what you're doing. You just want to get dropped off from Magic Kingdom, so we'll let you in and then mm. get out. But um, going around to the other resorts, it's it, you're insane to go from, from you know Polynesian to Yacht and Beach for however much they're trying to charge, $20, $30, $40, when you could do the same on an Uber or Lyft for $10. It's that's just that's how it is for me. Mm-hmm. But if I had the money and I could just throw it around, you know, I, I can't say what I do. I probably would. I prefer the sir. I think uh, whenever I use Uber, I use a uh, black. Um, yeah. And, you know, those are professional drivers. Uh, those are more expensive than the Uber fares you're talking about. Um, yeah. You get like I, a Lincoln or I think a the level of service. In these is comparable to Uber Black, personally. But all right, last one, <laughs> Polynesian Village. I can I can I cannot get on board with this. I cannot get on board with this. Um, he said staying at the Polynesian was on his bucket list, um, and overall he liked the kitschy decor of the Polynesian. Kitschy. Um, uh, unlike many of the other deluxe resorts, guest rooms are separated away from the main lobby. Layout of the Polynesian Resort features one long ceremonial house. Um, price was part of it, I'm, I'm assuming, here. Um, but I'm trying to get to the point where he says why it's overrated. Uh, was it a trick? Is yeah, it like one of the ones where you're like, oh, wait, no, it so wasn't. Just, just fooled you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're going to start the monorail crawl, it's not I, I'm not I'm entirely sure what his argument here is for Polynesian. He says it offers a nostalgic experience as one of the original on-site resorts. Um, it's a Disney icon, no doubt, but I have a tough time lo- justifying its lofty price tag when you could pay a little less to say a boardwalk, yacht club, beach club, and be within walking distance of two different parks, not have to go outside to grab a quick bite to eat. Um, I don't know that any of that qual- qualifies this 
as I don't think the Polynesian is overrated. I think the Polynesian is fantastic. It's one of my favorite resorts. I just feel bad for the people that the you know they had the Magic Kingdom view that now like the view is obstructed with the um, bungalows. The, the bung- yeah. I, I I just feel bad, but that beyond that, I don't know. I've never I've stayed there once. Like for one night. Well, if you're if you're <laughs> if your room is on the second or third floor of a longhouse, no, I'm talking about like the the first. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I don't think Disney sells those as uh, uh, Magic really? Kingdom views anymore. They can't because they're obstructed. I would be pissed if I paid. Yeah. Now, if I pay for that, I want I want right. to see the castle. Yeah. Um, but does anybody else here feel the Polynesian is overrated? No, yeah. I no. mean I, it's one of those. Almost every time I go in, I forget how much I like it. You know, because the lobby, I love the statue of Loki in the lobby, and I love. Loki? Uh, Loki? Not Loki. Um, so he's got his center. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say. Forky? Uh, yeah. You're talking about Forky. Forky, that's yeah, his Forky. name. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I like, I think, like, I I love that they have, like, the Dole Whips um, area right outside of the, the main lobby now. And then, like, just being able to, like, stand in that lobby whenever the doors open, you can see the castle straight ahead in front of you. Or the beaches and just the smell of the lobby's great. And I, I don't know. I You know... I, I as like crazy as as not as into Trader Sam's as I was when it opened here because being a local you can only get it so many times like I there's just a lot at that resort that I feel like for me I've said it on another show before it literally feels like what I imagine the epitome of vacation is I guess you know it's very transportive it feels like relaxing I also think it's such a staple of Walt Disney World. Yeah. Just like, you know, being one of the history of it and just I don't I think if for some reason they decided, oh, we're gonna bulldoze it and put something up like I think that would create such a visceral yeah. reaction from people. Yeah. I don't know. I mean it's definitely not. You have to look at the amenities there. You have to look at Ohana. You have to look at Kona. Uh but I mean Captain Cooks. But <laughs> specifically Ohana. Like just don't, that there. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I love I love the Poly. Uh, it's one of my favorite resorts. Um, so, I think the overrated one is one stop down on the monorail. You don't like Grand Floridian? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, I know we had to cut the show short last week because we have time to do that. So, I think we made up for it with about 20 minutes. So, um, that is going to do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next Tuesday with another episode of The Diz Unplugged. Have a great week, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes and stay out of the damn Grand Floridian. (laughs) 